Hey, it's Thursday, April 28th, 2022. The president has just pardoned some cannabis charges, but where does he stand on legalization? The attorney general's on board with cannabis. He's emphasizing that it's a waste of time for feds to pursue charges. And are cannabis employees losing jobs to automation? We've got that and more, so get ready. The marijuana industry is constantly changing with new laws, rules, and regulations. And whether you're working in the field or investing in it, you need to know what's happening. We keep you up to date by bringing you the latest information on the marijuana industry. So get ready, because this is the M News Now. President Joe Biden has officially granted clemency to dozens of individuals with nonviolent federal drug convictions. And he's commuted the sentences of 75 people who are serving time at home because of the pandemic. He also issued three pardons. In Biden's official statement, he said, America is a nation of laws and second chances, redemption and rehabilitation. However, according to the official White House press release, only nine of those clemencies were connected to marijuana charges. Back when Biden was on the campaign trail, he said, no one should be in jail because of marijuana. As a president, I will decriminalize cannabis use and automatically expunge prior convictions. So after this clemency move Biden just made, Many advocates and families of those incarcerated were disappointed in the fact that only nine people were pardoned for marijuana. The presidential office has been notably silent or vague on the subject of marijuana. Earlier this year, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked about the president's pledge to stop criminalizing marijuana. Psaki said, The president continues to believe that no one should be in jail because of drug use. I don't have an update here. We are continuing to work with Congress, but what I can say on marijuana is we've made some progress on our promises. Although, how much progress has been made on the federal level is debatable. After over a year in office, those nine pardons are the most we've seen on a positive side. The president did make a negative move, though, when he fired several White House staffers for past cannabis consumption. Psaki did point out and praise the Drug Enforcement Administration's decision to expand the number of authorized manufacturers who will grow cannabis for research purposes. The press secretary called the move a key step in promoting research, because it broadens the amount and quality of cannabis available for research purposes. Many people have speculated on whether the president will support cannabis legalization or if he'll use his veto power to nix the cannabis legalization bill once it's finally on his desk. One political scientist at the University of British Columbia in Canada, Paul Quirk, recently said that Biden would be making a bad move by going against any cannabis legislation that makes its way through Senate. Quirk said, Legalization is favored by two-thirds of all Americans, an even higher percentage of Democrats, and the vast majority of younger people. The 18 to 39-year-old age group is exactly where Biden has lost the most support since his inauguration. Vetoing marijuana legalization would make Biden public official enemy number one to many of the young voters whose support he badly needs to win back. Hopefully President Biden will start to take more decisive action on those promises to decriminalize marijuana and help the country move in the right direction towards legalization. The U.S. Attorney General, Merrick Garland, reiterated his belief that he believes it's not an efficient use of federal resources to go after people for possessing marijuana. Garland had made similar statements when he was appointed Attorney General. This past week, Garland was speaking at a Senate Appropriations Subcommittee hearing when Senator Brian Schatz asked if he intended to reinstate the Obama-era guidance on not interfering with state cannabis programs, which Trump had rescinded. Garland replied, I laid this out in my confirmation hearing, and my view hasn't really changed since then. The Justice Department has almost never prosecuted use of marijuana, and it's not going to. 
He added that marijuana prosecutions are not an efficient use of the resources, given the opioid and methamphetamine epidemic that we have. Garland's statement came on the same day that President Joe Biden made his clemency action, which pardoned nine marijuana cases. Earlier this month, a group of legislators filed a bill that would make the attorney general create a commission that would have recommendations on regulatory system for marijuana. The plan is to have that commission set up a system that would model what's currently in place for alcohol. That bill was presented by Republican Representative Dave Joyce of Ohio, Democratic Representative Hakeem Jeffries of New York, and Republican Representative Brian Mast of Florida. The bill is called the PREPARE Act, which stands for Preparing Regulators Effectively for a Post-Prohibition Adult-Use Regulated Environment. That bill is currently before Senate review committees, and hopefully it will make it to the Senate floor for a vote. The great resignation from the pandemic continues to cause turmoil, and this is certainly the case in the cannabis industry. Finding quality workers and keeping them can be very difficult these days. One Canadian cannabis operator, Safari Flower Company, is dealing with that issue by changing out some human jobs for automation. They've chosen to replace some trimmers with processing equipment from Mobius, a cannabis automation and technology firm. Safari says with the new equipment, they've reduced the amount of time spent on trimming by approximately 75%, which they say improves working conditions for the whole processing team. The team's now much smaller employee workforce, but Safari says they're happier and that the company can now apply higher compensation programs based on meeting production efficiencies. Before bringing automation to their processing operations, Safari would require two eight-hour shifts to buck and trim each harvest. The procedure involves separating the flowers from the stalks by hand and trimming each canvas flower with scissors, a task that led to boredom, repetitive strain injuries, and high staff turnover. Now, the new Mobius processing system uses mechanical buckers that separate the flowers and leaves from the stalks and a high-speed trimming system. Safari said this has reduced repetitive strain injuries and increased employee satisfaction. And the company's thrilled because the harvest has gone from five days down to just one day. The automation does come with the drawback of eliminating human jobs. But with the smaller workforce available, this is what companies need to do. And for those employees working, they're now apparently happier. There are some critics of automated trimming machines who just prefer the precise human touch of trimming by hand, and that niche market will probably remain. But for overall costs and employee retention, automation is something to seriously consider. But in this time when it's hard to find good quality workers and to keep them, and to keep your overall costs down, automation is something to seriously consider. Arizona's tax revenue numbers for March show the incredible economic opportunity cannabis legalization offers outpacing alcohol and tobacco tax revenue combined. Tax revenue for the state from both medical and recreational marijuana was nearly $6.3 million in March. The cannabis money easily surpassed both alcohol's $3.7 million and tobacco's $1.7 million. The $6.3 million was just taxes that went towards the state's general fund. Cannabis excise taxes were counted separately and they brought the state another $11.9 million in March. These excise tax funds mostly went to the state, with smaller portions being distributed to cities and counties. Samuel Richard, executive director for the Arizona Dispensaries Association, spoke with Marijuana Moment and said, Can you imagine what the fiscal impact would be if the government was a partner in our success rather than an opponent? Arizona isn't the only state seeing significant shifts in the so-called sin tax. 
The Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy released an analysis that looked at 11 states with legalized adult-use marijuana and found that on average, cannabis revenues outperformed alcohol by 20% in 2021. And some, like Arizona, Illinois, and Massachusetts, are doing far better than the 20%. Montana's largest city, Billings, has lowered the age limit for people to own or work for a marijuana business from 21 down to 18. The move was in response to a lawsuit filed against the city earlier this month. The lawsuit was brought by Montana Advanced Caregivers, who employ three people that are older than 18 but not yet 21. The state's marijuana law reads that no one under 21 is allowed inside a marijuana dispensary, but then the next line states that people 18 or older can work for one. The mayor of Billings, Bill Cole, said there was obviously an issue with the way the state law was written, but he added, that's between the marijuana business owner and the state of Montana, not us. Montana voters legalized adult-use marijuana in November of 2020, but state lawmakers left it to the county and municipal governments to approve recreational sales. The city of Billings will be voting for their county's choice on June 7th. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates. And follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later. Later.